All right. It's a beautiful day in Atlanta, Georgia, with the beautiful patient Swin. I'm Eric Quintana. This is how we're going to start today, Payson. This is how we're going to start, because it's time we change it up. It's time we come up with something new, maybe some some new juju, some new some new, uh, some new new traditions so that, that we can help Atlanta United win again. That's, well, that's, I hope, I hope that's the tradition of calling me beautiful is ongoing <laughs> from here on out. I'm so, I'm so, I feel like something needs to change. So one of the podcasts needs to, you know, do something different so that, you know, we, we, we break this cycle that we're currently in because someone did something and it's, and it's messing up all the vibes in terms of how this team is playing. And I just, I don't look, we haven't talked to you in a little bit. So what, what's, uh, what's, what's the mindset? What's the Atlanta United, uh, top of mind thought for you when it comes to what's going on with this team well you know i i think throughout the year i've probably been the more blindly optimistic but i've kind of done a u-turn uh over the last few weeks and i think rob usry's latest column did it for me it just it was crushing uh nihilism is it like uh, the one that he just didn't even title he just said whatever. untitled yeah <laughs> just, i just laughed upset. really hard so i of the team he couldn't come up with a title and, I, I and I'm with them. Pretty hard I, mean, with I just, that. it's it's inexplicable. I don't know what's going on. The uh, the offense isn't clicking. The defense lets in dumb goals. Um, and I'm not that optimistic about the future. Uh, at least this season. I know we're getting Gutman back, and maybe Brooks Lennon back, but that's just and you know not making big moves in the transfer window. I'm I'm very worried we're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I I, I mean. Look, I don't have the thing in front of me, but I think last time I checked, they were still in twelve. I mean, they still have a chance. It's not like that they're that. We have far a chance. Off. It's it's not even about the chance, though. Really, is it? Is it's more about just the fact that they are just not playing up to a level to where they warrant a shot at a playoff spot right now. Uh, which is funny because they, I, they, I still feel like they're one of the more. Uh, it's going to sound weird saying this because while they're they're. They look, they have matches. I mean, they, I feel like they had like three of the last four matches, aside for the, the most recent one. Uh, they, there was an attacking prowess that kind of was a little bit, it was, it was the, the only thing that was missing was the final, the final ball, the, the, you know, actually putting it in the net. Otherwise, it felt like they were creating enough uh, opportunities to then create chances. They were getting the ball up the field, they were uh, spending a good amount of time in the final third. But it's what happened in the final third that just it's just not clicking for Atlanta United right now. Yeah, and I mean that I think normally, and uh, I I wouldn't feel that bad, you know, we're creating chances but not finishing. But that's kind of been the story of the season, uh, in a lot of ways. And chalk that up to Joseph not being himself, being out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I was kind of feeling a little more optimistic a few weeks ago. I, I felt like Ronaldo added a new dimension to the team. He was making runs in behind, finishing chances. But then, you, then you know, you, you get to games where Almada's not in the starting 11, and you're wondering why he isn't. And you're. I'm starting to – now I'm starting to question whether – what is going on with Pineda, whether he has the doesn't have the players he wants or or what's going on. But I don't know. I'm just down. I can't I can't explain it as, as much as um, – but like you know, even though we're creating chances, I feel like at the beginning of the year I said, "Oh, things will turn around and we'll start to put those away." But um, it just hasn't happened in a in a regular basis. Um, and then you get crushed by Austin and the Galaxy, and then just have some kind of you know draws that felt like wins, <laughs> and that's just not the same Atlanta United I'm, I was kind of hoping for this season. Look, let, let's let me paint the picture just a little bit because it's not all like doom and gloom just yet. Now they are in twelfth. That's not great, but uh, you look at Charlotte, who's in that seventh, that final uh, playoff spot, and they're at twenty nine points. And Atlanta is at twenty five points right now. Um, actually, the Orlando, Columbus, and Charlotte, which make up those you know those those bottom three spots, the playoff spots, uh, twenty nine and thirty points, twenty nine, thirty, and thirty. 30 for Orlando, 30 for Columbus, and 29 for Charlotte. So it's not like, yeah. look, six points out from a playoff spot is not not the big, you know, not a, not insurmountable at all. But it's, 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 it's insurmountable right now for Atlanta United, it seems. 
that yeah and that's, that's the thing it I think. It's, it's not so much that it's it's you know the number is is not that it's not that bad it's that Atlanta United can't make up that number they they're just I don't know how they they are not playing well enough to make up that number which is probably a sadder fact than the fact that they're in 12th right now yeah and uh Sam had a good article on uh his new striker website um and you know he's pointing out we probably need four or five wins and that's just like been hard to come by for us uh so that's why I'm feeling pessimistic. I think the standings and the and the relative weakness of the Eastern Conference is pretty good for us. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, you know, Charlotte and Orlando, they're kind of middling teams, and I feel like we could pass them. But then, you know, you have Columbus, and they get someone like Cucho, um, like an excellent DP signing. So they're making moves. They're improving their team. And, you know, I think the one thing I'd hang some optimism on is, like I said earlier, we're getting some of those injured players back maybe. Um and we at times have shown some good offensive uh, firepower, and the defense isn't, you know, letting in as many <laughs> dumb uh, mistakes off uh, free kicks and corners. So not as you know, a, there I is. Feel like I feel like it, I, I said this earlier in the season, but it, this team was a team that clearly was going to be like, okay, we're going to need to score three goals just to just to make sure we don't. Uh, they're going to need to score three goals to win these matches, and. They're stored. They're still in that same boat because this defense is pretty, still pretty leaky, but it hasn't been as bad as of late. Yeah, and I think uh, Parada has been a good addition. I, I kind of, you know, For I sure. like him being in there. Um, so I, yeah, I definitely think we've shorted up a bit. You know, Alan Franco is, is who he is. He's not gonna uh, wow us with his incredible uh, defensive ability. You know, for the next year or two. But you know, having Parada back there has helped. Um, and I having Gutman back, uh, bring me bringing Brooks Lennon back will help. Um, you know, just gotta. I, I and again, I'm turning to Sam, but let loose the dogs in terms of attack. Like we gotta go for these wins, and you know that that kind of excites me in a way. Like we're not gonna be, you know, hoping for draws from this point out. Hopefully, we're gonna be pushing for wins, and that's gonna make for an exciting end of the season. And that's what I love about MLS is, you know, any team. Even if they're middling or terrible, you know, they're shooting for that seventh spot, and that's what Atlanta's doing. And I'm hopeful they'll go just go for it. But you as don't we think approach <laughs> games like this? I feel like they've been going for it for like the last at least the last three matches. Yeah, no, like you're it's right. Not, it's not like it's not like they haven't been trying. They've been trying. They clearly have created enough opportunities to be like, okay, well, there's something here. It's not like they're just absolutely not being able. They're not able to put anything on on goal, or or they're not at all dangerous in the attack. They are relatively dangerous in the attack. It's 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 whatever's happening to actually put that ball in the back of the net. It's the finishing. Cisneros is I I, I don't I, I love his movement. I don't know that he's the best finisher in the world. No. Uh Joseph yeah. has clearly not been the same. I, I, I you know I, I know I've already said it, but I don't think he's ever going to be the same. I think this is who Joseph is now. Yeah. Um but you know I, I think it's I think it's a lot of a lot of the so I've been a massive fan of the uh, what is it the speaker what is it called on Twitter the oh convos the uh, yeah whatever Twitter spaces Twitter spaces yeah uh, I've been a massive fan of the Dirty South Soccer Twitter space and the conversations that well mainly because of the conversations after the match and um, uh, it, the, the, all the talk seems to be about the the combination of forwards or the combination of attacking players we want to put up front. And I think that's I think that ultimately is going to be what be what unlocks this Atlanta yeah. United attack. Uh, and, but the thing is that we've we've essentially tried every. Uh, the only thing we haven't tried, I think, is Cisneros and 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 Dom Dwyer, which I'd be right. interesting interested to see because while I do like the Dom Dwyer Joseph connection, I think that it would actually be more potent with Cisneros in there as opposed to as opposed to Joseph. Uh, so I yeah, I, I try wonder, it. mainly because of the of the of Cisneros' ability to move. Uh, without the ball, mm-hmm. and it's not to say that Joseph won't move without the ball, but his his movement is very specific. It's it's it, 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 it's much more. Uh, I feel like it's much. I don't know. I don't want to say. <laughs> recently, I'll say recently. It's it's much more. Uh, it's it's it has to be almost perfect for it to go well. Whereas Cisneros can kind of fight a little harder. Uh, for those spaces, for those, uh, you know, to, to really take advantage of those opportunities or to make those runs, the opportunity to make those runs. Um, whereas Joseph, if it's not basically on a platter, he's really not going to make the same effort that that 
that the old Joseph would have made. I'll, I'll put it that way. Uh, and so I wonder what a, because we liked what we saw, I think it was against Orlando, what we saw out of Dom Dwyer and Joseph. And I wonder if that mm-hmm. would translate with Dom Dwyer and Cisneros. And you would have, you would give Cisneros an opportunity to, to maybe be less crowded and less congested when he makes these kind of runs into, into the box, into the final third, whatever. Um, that's yeah, the only combination like I don't know that it has been fully, fully tried yet. And I don't know that anyone actually has actually asked for it because, <laughs> uh, because everyone's still so in love with Joseph right now, which I, I understand based off his history, but it's all about what you've done for me lately. And I, Joseph is not there yet or not, not, He's not there yet. yet. Yeah. And I, and I think I, I've always been like pro, you know, obsessed with giving Joseph a chance, but I mean, We've seen enough this year, and, and I don't see any reason why not to try that. This is like a we're creating a chili up top, and you're throwing in different ingredients, trying different mixes, and it's just something is missing. And maybe the combination of Cisneros and, and the runs he's making, plus Dwyer's you know ability to finish right now is top notch. I mean, he's scoring golosos and worldlies uh, every time. So give it a shot. Start it out, and if it's not working, put you know change out Dwyer and, and Joseph. You know, at this point, like you said, the uh, top five or six attackers, we're just gonna have gonna keep them out the entire time and mix and match and see what works. I yeah, I'd have to go back and look. I'm sure if you did like a combinations and permutations of every attacker we've used, we've probably used every single one except for that combination. So why not? Why the hell not, Pineda? I don't know. Yeah, look, Seattle Seattle isn't in the the the, the best form of all time. Uh, they're not in the worst form of all time. I think they, they lost to Chicago one, nothing. Um, they beat the Colorado Rapids, uh, two, one. Um, they, re- they lost LAFC two, one, and then they beat L- or FC Dallas one, nothing, uh, on Tuesday. And so you'll be playing them kind of on a, on a, on a short week. They're yep. traveling. So this is a pretty good opportunity to get three points. You're at home. Uh, I, I gotta think that these guys are just, I will say this is a probably a good opportunity to to really figure out exactly how these players feel about being here in Atlanta and being in the situation they're in, uh, because this should be a win. I think you're at home. You're 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 more rested than Seattle's going to be. You're not traveling across the country. This is an opportunity for three points. And if you don't get three points, and if the 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 the, if the performance is lackluster, and if you don't see the if they if they like let's say get down one nothing, and you don't see the the emotion of of the of the like like this WTF moment in their mind in their faces, then mm-hmm. it might be like it might be a situation where just the players. I hate saying this because these are professional athletes, but it might be that this is a this is a a mental game of wanting to be on the field at this point. Uh, and actually, yeah, and, and you make a good point. All these these early goals have really been our bugaboo this year, and you know it's all about the kind of the mentality earlier in the year, and that's why Joseph got all pissed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's just that weakness kind of putting your head down and saying, you know what, we kind of suck, you know, and I think if they can go through 30 minutes of maybe scoreless, creating some chances, you know, then I'll like our shot, but just not giving up that early goal. Um, but I agree. I, I think that's the frustrating thing about this team. I think you look on at anyone on our schedule coming up, maybe for the exception of New York, Philly, Philly. Uh, yeah, New York and Philly. Those are the ones where I'd say mm, they're not going to get any points. But the rest, we've got D.C., Columbus is winnable, Cincinnati's winnable, um, all these games. I mean, Toronto's a little improved. Orlando, winnable. New England, all these games. We should at least get one to three points. And it just depends on, like you said, the mentality. Like, do, you, do these guys want to be here? And do they care enough to um, want to, like, push to the end of the season and get into the playoffs? And we'll have to wait and see. Maybe Joseph was right. Some of these guys don't want to be here. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, I'd love to see Almada out there in the starting lineup. I'd love to, you know, throw a little uh, experiment out there with um, Dwyer and Ronaldo. You know, see what happens. Because um, this is this is it. This, yeah. I think the next three or four games are going to determine whether we still have a shot or not. Because, uh, you know, even though the East is, is really pathetic right now, you know, I... I think the mentality of the team will improve a lot more if we get three, uh, you know, three, four, six points in the next few games. So hoping we get it done. Yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking into Seattle. They're apparently they are having their own kind of consistent lineup issues. 
Um, they have been kind of riddled with 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 injuries, and uh, you know, I guess they're did moving things around in terms of the lineup because of the congestion in the schedule. Um, looks like they're gonna get Nico Ladero. Oh, they've got Nico Ladero for the, for uh, for this week, which sucks. But yeah. Uh, I, again, I I reiterate, this is an opportunity. This should be the game where they. It's almost. It's a. It, what is there? Twelve games left in the season. This is almost as as much of a must win as you can as you can possibly be in a position for this this i guess this far away from the end of the season uh so i i wonder uh, it, it'll be interesting to see exactly how this team comes out and how they if we see that fight that we want to see um a draw is not gonna be good enough a loss is definitely not gonna be good enough um and then the the way they kind of carry themselves as this game kind of progresses uh, is gonna is gonna say a lot. I think you've already heard kind of the rumblings, at least within the, uh, you know, well, you had Joseph Martinez calling out players. Then you've you've heard from the fan base. It looks like this team doesn't want to play for the actual city of Atlanta. That it's just it's just a, and I mean it's not just the fans. I think it's yeah fairly evident that this is kind of a, a, a I I almost want to say it's like a poisonous mindset in the locker room where some of these guys are just here for kind of the paycheck. And they're already ready to kind of move on to the next thing. Um, I hate the way that that kind of comes off, but you know, I don't, I don't see. You know, you don't see the passion that you saw when it came to. You don't see that same passion that like Julian Gressel had. You don't see that same passion that Tito Vijalba have or Yamil Assad or um, you know LGP or I'm trying to think who who else. Like it basically everyone from that 2017-2018 season. Uh, so this is a kind of a unique, unique situation, even for Pineda, where he's got players that might just not want to be here. Again, I hate saying that because one, I don't know if that's actually true. I don't know. I'm, I'm obviously not uh, privy to like locker room conversations or conversations between coaches and players. But Joseph Martinez doesn't call people out for nothing, right? Uh, and, and he and he's been here throughout the you know since the yeah, beginning, so he, he's he, seen, he can tell the difference. <laughs> he knows. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> You didn't, you know, even when things were kind of rough that for in 2017, you didn't, you still, you still saw the passion, you still saw the that desire, and there, there's a there's a few players you see that out of, you see out of that like that willingness to kind of like go the the extra oomph, I guess, and it's always it's seemingly all these players that have a lot to prove. So Cisneros for one, that's why I'm actually, yeah, I would be very. Uh, I'd be very okay with him starting over Joseph for the foreseeable future. Because, not to say that Joseph doesn't have that passion at all. That's not what I'm saying. But Joseph isn't back. And it's still a massive question whether he's going to be back. Um, but Cisneros has a, a, a more... You know what I think it might be with Joseph? And same with Dwyer, too, man. Same I mean, with Dwyer, which yeah, is surprising. He was picked up as off the scrap heap, and you know, he's been trying to prove himself. Well, look, Cisneros, Dwyer, you can also throw uh, Aiden McFadden in there. You can throw Caleb Wiley. You can throw, um, I'm trying to think, Parada in there. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, early days for Parada, but you still like what you've seen so far out of him. Um, you know, Gutman, whenever he was in, Gutman, when he's, looks back. Like he's coming yeah. back. Yeah, he's, he plays with that kind of fire. And I'm wondering if that's what's missing is more of that. Because right now I don't know I don't see anyone on the field that is the standout like, hey, we gotta get our ass in check because we are struggling right now. We gotta we yeah. Gutman was that mindset. guy at the beginning of the year, right? I mean, I, he was I, that yeah, guy. I don't he see, just seemed to be the I don't see on the field a, captain. I don't see enough for as bad as the season has gone. I don't see enough of that. I don't see enough of the uh, of the of the kind of the what's the best way to describe this. Uh, it's not so much like leadership. That's probably a part of it. Cause I don't think there's a specifically designated leader on this team that can command the, 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 you know, not so much the respect, right. because I'm sure all the players respect each other individually, but command that level of respect where it's like, okay, I'm saying I'm talking right now. You guys listen to what I'm saying, that kind of thing. And there's a, there's a, there's a player on the field version of that. That is, that almost is unspoken that seems to be missing from this, from this, uh, from this team. And so it's. It, Absolutely. I, and, I, and you I, could tell, go ahead. When, I mean, just Joseph with, I mean, obviously he's a, they, I think he's a leader in terms of they respect, um, his ability. And I think he's, but you know, he's not the kind of leader that 
I kind of pumps you up in a way that I think Gutman was earlier in the year. If he saw the team playing poorly, you'd almost see him going, "Come on, guys, let's go, let's let's do this." Uh, we I, look yeah, like ass right now. I don't even see Joseph getting um, getting as upset as he maybe used to back in the day. No, yeah, yeah. I mean he might get upset in the locker room or or with the media, yeah. but yeah, 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 he's he might get upset at someone. He might you know throw his arms down if a cross doesn't come in, something something like that. But yeah, you, you don't see the kind of leadership where you know i think i saw with gutman where you know you're late to a a 50 50 ball and he gets on you or he says you know he's like come on man get get to that let's uh, start winning these balls let's turn this game around um and hopefully what i i do think with him back at least on the bench or on the field will you know you'll have some of that leadership because you're absolutely right there is there's something lacking on that field i can't point to anyone who i would say that's that guy's the leader of this team um right you know i would say joseph is like the most vocal right now <laughs> but uh i wouldn't say i wouldn't i would definitely not say almada moreno or any of those guys are very vocal about you know or that we see uh about how the team's playing or what they should do better um so yeah i think they need a little bit of that because this going back to your earlier point i i think a lot of people were so bought into the atlanta united ideas partly because uh, Tata was here. They were bought into the Tata project, and then and all, going all, and all these players had something to prove. Even Almirón, yeah. he was still trying to get to Europe, and he still had a lot to prove. There's a reason that he wasn't picked up before Atlanta. And so it, it, all these players, Tito, Yamil, Gressel, Joseph, even Almirón, uh, LGP, uh, all these guys that, that presumably had all these uh, European aspirations, or maybe Joseph is probably yeah. a different story, but. Uh, they all still had a lot to prove. Joseph was still nothing when he got to Atlanta. He was still kind of trying to find his home, and he found it here. Yeah, he kind of failed uh, in Serie A a little bit, you know, and been put on the wing. Uh, he, and he came and absolutely right with a big chip on his shoulder. So it's 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 a different it's a different mindset when you've got that when you've built something from scratch and you've got players who are not only at a new club looking to prove themselves, but also kind of growing with the newness of the team. Uh, if you think of, I mean, I mean, it's the best way I can describe it. You the 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 contrast now is that you don't have that. You don't have players that are that are. Uh, I, I look. I don't even know if they're excited to be in Atlanta. I'm sure they're excited for the paycheck, but it doesn't seem like they're overly excited to to be in MLS. To and you get you hear that from kind of the statements they've said before they even brought here. I I don't know. It, it's that's it. That's it's a it's a very harsh way to look at it, but. That's the way I feel like that's the way I see it, and that's the way I feel like a lot of fans see it. Yeah, it's, you it's, definitely get that sense. There's at least something, in there's something not there's only something, online, but in the stands. Yeah, I mean, I, I've missing. gotten that sense being, uh, you know, founding member, season ticket holder all this time. Just the 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 fans just are you can hear the grumblings a lot more, um, when things go wrong, and and maybe they feel like the players aren't putting their most into it. Um, and you know. Kind of some of that's kind of builds on it on itself, you know, when you start losing or not getting results. But absolutely, I, I don't think we're making that up. That you know, that's some feeling that only a few fans are. I think that's across the franchise. Everyone's kind of feeling that heat. You want to dip into the mailbag? Dip it. Oh shoot! Uh, I don't have the Twitter up. So okay, do you mind reading these out? Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll read them out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just gonna let everyone assume what we were talking about here. Uh, let me see. All right, um, this is from Mark Bertman. Or Bert Trem, sorry. Is Gadinho ever going to get a shot? The guy came here with the intention of playing his way back onto the Mexican national team, but that's going to be hard if he never sees the field. I'll let you. I'll let you respond. Yeah, I mean it's a strange one to me. I I I feel like every time there's a starting lineup out, I'm like I'm still confused as to why you brought him in here. Now, I'm not. I haven't been reading all of uh, Pineda's like post match. Um, interviews. I'm sure someone's asked him about it, but I mean, I can tell you generally the the. So he has explained why he doesn't. So he's done a lot of things he doesn't like to do over the course of this season. Um, he doesn't like to like sub sub someone in, say it like a halftime, and then pull them out in, in that second half. Mm-hmm. And he's done that at least once. Um, he's not the biggest fan of. Uh, he doesn't like the idea. He likes consistency in the goal. In goal, I should say. 
Um, yeah. And so I don't know if Bobby Shuttleworth was a an injury situation or just was kind of tired of playing and and that's why he retired. I, I don't I don't know the full details of that, but I don't think he loved the fact that that situation happened where he was basically putting in um, uh, Rocco the way he put him in, I guess, because I don't think yeah. it was, I don't think, I think it was more of a, it was more of a, he kind of had to put him in as opposed to whether he was actually choosing to put him in, if that makes sense. And so that's another thing that he doesn't like to do. He likes consistency and goal. And I think you've had relative consistency in terms of the stock, the, the way that, uh, that uh, Rocco plays you know i mean you know his 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 limitations you know he's good with the ball at his feet that's a pretty big uh-huh. thing for atlanta united and yep. uh i think that he likes that consistency back there now if you switch that out with 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 Gudinho, obviously that consistency changes you've got a new guy back there you've got defenders that are gonna have to you know new call outs and and all that stuff uh i agree with a lot of people that i'm not i look i see six five and i see that he's a professional goalkeeper and i'm like okay well he Six five yeah. professional goalkeeper. He's got to be good enough. Uh, I, I I while I understand the reasoning, I still am. I'm with everyone else. Where I'm like, okay, well, what you know, he seems to be a a better option at goalkeeper uh, than Rocco right now. And I'm not saying look, everyone wanted Rocco. I told all of you guys, look, there's a reason that Rocco is not <laughs> starting over Bobby Shuttleworth. And I think that there's a, a legitimate uh i think we've seen enough evidence now to realize okay rocco's not the savior we all thought he was that i never thought he was that's just going to be my shameless little dig at everyone who just was in love with <laughs> rocco uh we now know what rocco is and what he isn't and so now that we know that i, I mean look you, you you've got Godinho. he he is who he is he again 65 he can command the box uh, I don't think that, uh, you know, Rocco, uh, I, I think he has a lot of potential. I, I think that he's still too young to be maybe a a, a, f- a fixture in the way that he is a fixture right now at Atlanta United. Um, Absolutely. I, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. And the only thing I could think of is maybe Goudinho isn't as good with his feet. Um, I, well, I have not funny seen enough, him play. Funny enough, I was like, there, there's there's got to be something going on with 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 Goudinho, that is an obvious reason why he, uh, why he isn't starting over Rocco. And, um, and so I was like, let me just look up his highlights just for kicks. Yeah. The first highlight I see. <laughs> well, no, sorry, not the first, because the first one I saw was the one that Atlanta United put together. The second highlight I see, and it's just a highlight. It's him basically receiving a back pass, missing the pass, and it going into Oof. the goal. And so it's like, all right, well, maybe I don't need further explanation. That's enough to see. It, yeah, that's enough that, to know that, that he's exists, maybe, not, then... maybe he's not as great with his feet as as maybe he's really that bad with his feet. Which look, he's a goalkeeper. I don't expect him to be like a you know you know a world beater when it comes to playing with the ball at his feet. But maybe that explains, or that's uh uh you know that's a a. Uh, a, a small detail into a bigger picture that we just don't know when it comes to Gudinho. I highly doubt that that's the reason that he's not yeah. playing. I got to think that the reason he's not playing right now is because of the consistency, uh, the, the consistency aspect that Pineda likes to have back there. And it would be another thing that he does that he does that he says he doesn't do that he would be doing. And I think yeah. I, I want to say that might be more of more. Uh, more of it than than anything else. I think the difference is that uh, this is a unique season in the sense that you have had a goalkeeper go down to injury. You've had two goalkeepers go down to injury. You had one retire in the middle of the season. You're down to a 20-year-old Loney. Um, And so it would be, it's it's totally understandable that you use the Loney, you know, this 20-year-old kid until you found someone that was more established goalkeeper you know when it comes to his professional status you know he's more experienced clearly and he's six five like come on give him a shot <laughs> he's six five and and look at the way so many of the goals we've given up throughout this year have been on free kicks and corners and what do you yeah. need in those situations you need someone who commands the box the yep. dude like you said and i'll say it again he's six six fucking feet five that's really <laughs> tall and you don't need to be. You balls... don't need to be that athletic when you're six five. You, you, no, you still need to be. You it. still need to be athletic. Don't get me wrong, but your 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 uh, your wingspan, the the way you're able to basically, uh, you know, 
move. You don't need to move as much to cover more ground at six five. And so I think that's the di- and uh, what is this? Oh, not Cisneros. What is uh? What is Rocco like? I think he's five ten, five nine, something like that. He's, a, he's short for a keeper. Yeah. Um, and you know, like when you got when you're six five, and then you add uh, wingspan, the dude can just grab the ball out of the air on a lot of these corners. And I think that alone would at least merit him a shot. I so, do. I do wonder if he gets the start against Seattle here. I I would be. I think everyone was shocked that he didn't get the uh, didn't get the start against um, Chicago. I think everyone was under the assumption that was what's, what was going to happen, and uh, and that didn't happen. And so I would be. I I wasn't. I wasn't shocked. I would be shocked if he doesn't get the start against Seattle. Watch this happen. He gets a start within five minutes. Let's a back pass goes in the goal. Oh gosh, <laughs> you heard it here first on the Mouths of the South podcast. I'm sorry to be ah sorry to jinx it, everybody, but that's 100 percent going to happen. Um, all right, let's go to the next question. Uh, well, all right, shall we move on to the next mailbag? What, what yeah, do we got? Funny enough, all, like that question was like a hot topic that everyone was well that a couple people responded to, and so uh, let me see. Let me go back. It's a hot that. topic. Indeed, it is. Um, and uh, when we acquired him, I feel like. I don't know. The, the sense among the fan base was like, ah, oh, we got it. We got a guy, at least a temporary guy to kind of, uh, you know, steady the ship a bit, but he has yet to play really. So Sorry, just very on. confusing. My internet is okay. Here we go. Someone just typed in uh, with the question or basically when asking for questions, they just typed in apathy. Fun, fun. Uh, nice. John Nason. Thank you. <laughs> John, John Nason. Uh, can Luis be coached up to be the Almiron replacement? He seems to be faster with the ball than without too soon. Um, I I don't know. I mean, they're similar, but I think that with Almiron, it was it was the help he had around him that really made him shine. And the, the style of play is much different now. You're not yeah. you're not you're not a you're not a kind of a this running gun type of attack anymore. You're you're much more methodical. You're much more. Um, you know, you, you still look for those opportunities, of course, if they're if they present themselves. But when's the last time that Atlanta United had kind of like a, you know, a, a break going the other way, where they could really show off their speed? It, it happens occasionally, but not enough to be like, okay, well, they clearly that's how they play. They look for those opportunities. Um, that's not really the 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 way that Atlanta United plays, and that's not really that's not really it wouldn't be conducive to the other players that Araujo is playing with. If you decided to change everything up now and and play that way specifically for Adeluju, um, you know, you, I don't I don't know that. I mean, I'm not gonna say it wouldn't work at all, but I don't know that it's the strongest skill set for all eleven players. The typical or the what we would think is the typical starting eleven because Adeluju was the Adeluju was the only one with that speed. Mm-hmm. Think about what Adamidon had. Gressel maybe not the fastest, but he was you know very smart. He was very good positionally. Um, he knew Great exactly crosser. where to be. Yeah. Great cross. Like he, he knew his place and he knew how to work with Almiron in terms of using that speed. Same with Joseph. Same with Tito. Same with um, uh, with with Yamil Assad. Um, who else is on that left side? Whenever Yamil left, I'm trying to think here. I don't remember now. Well, in any case, yeah. I mean, I I agree with you. I think he would have been. They don't. He doesn't. Um, Atlanta don't find themselves in those open spaces like they once did. And where where it allow you to run, basically use your speed like 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 he should. Um, Absolutely, and even if he did, he'd uh, he'd wind up down there by himself. Um, you know, and he's almost good enough where that doesn't matter, and he can still finish. But yeah, when you don't have two or three guys uh, running and gunning at the same time, then you get down there, and there's no one to cut it across to. There's no one. Uh, you well, know, the keeper he, knows exactly what you're gonna do. Um, so it's a little different. Here's something I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would, I would, I would love to see. I wouldn't hate to see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if it's, you know, it, so if, everyone keeps talking about this kind of duo, duo attack up front, where we're talking about either Joseph or, and Dom or assistant. Well, I'm talking about Cisneros and Dom. I don't know if anybody else is, but um, Cisneros and Dom. And I'm wondering if you, if you allow Adawuju to kind of live right there centrally, and basically run at defenders with both Dom and Cisneros kind of occupying some kind of, not only occupying some kind of space, but drawing the attention of defenders and allowing Araujo to kind of run on into those spaces. Maybe that allows, uh, that affords the opportunity to then make better, you know, through balls into Dom or Cisneros or Joseph or whoever. Um, 
and maybe that is something that that can be looked at. But the thing is that I it's not like it's not like they haven't been trying. Yeah, you also have to hope that uh, that these teams are teams that are not going to just sit back. And so I think what Atlanta has come across lately is teams that are like, we're just going to wait. And it's not like a, it, it's not like a park at the bus type of mentality, but it's like a we're just going to be patient. You're going to you're yep. going to you can have as much possession as you want. We're going to we're going to be patient. We're going to we're going to defend you. Um, we're going to wait for for you to give us a free kick where we score on you. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, and so it's I, 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 don't know. I mean, it's it's a possibility. Um, but yeah, like you said, I, I think the style of play is, is I want them kind to of get... possession based. And, and, and when it gets to Almada or Moreno, I mean, there's they're they're very good at, at dribbling and taking people on. But it does kind of slow things down a little bit when you're not um running at speed like Arujo is but um on paper they'd seem like they would it would uh they could find a style of attack that is very similar to when Almiron was here and Arujo playing kind of that role because I don't you, you don't hate what you see out of uh McFadden you don't hate what you see out mm-hmm. of Caleb Wiley or, or Gutman when they're in um you see, and I think yeah when Gutman that, that reminds see, me yeah, like, yeah you I feel see, like beginning of the season Gutman was was doing that you he see, was yeah. he was getting to the end line a lot. He was doing a lot of that running, you know, ninety yards uh, down the field and, and getting a good cross in. You see a and lot. Hopefully, of those, he brings that back. You see a lot of those similar characteristics from 2017, 2018 that you saw. Uh, you're seeing some of those characteristics with with Gutman, with with uh, Wiley, with uh, with with Aiden, with whenever Brooks was in there. I think I think Aiden might be a better option on the right side than Brooks. He might be. Uh, I I think that. Look, nothing against Brooks, but Aiden, he plays. He he's one of those guys that plays like plays like a player that I'm gonna make the best out of the situation I'm in right now. I'm here. Let's yeah. Let me ball out. You you. I feel like you see that attitude a lot more uh, from him than than most of the players on on this team right now, and you you know, love to see that right now. Um, so I think they have the pieces to kind of play that way, but I don't know that. One teams are going to let them, and I don't know that the the team is that basically everyone else say like in the midfield or defensively is built to play that way. No, so, I think you're right. So it, it, you know, <laughs> you can't just. I mean, I guess you're you know twelve matches left, and you're not in the playoff spot. Maybe you just give it a go. But I don't know that it's uh, it's because what do you do with Marcelino? He's not. That's not a. That's not. That's right. not his strength right now. <laughs> Joseph. It, that's not his strength right now. Um. Yeah, Moreno uh, so, is, is dribbling. He's taking people on. He's winning a lot of duels. Joseph is basically your, uh, you know, Harry Kane, but you know, before he makes a run he, through. Right now, he's right now, back. Joseph is is the ultimate poacher, and that's that's all you can really ask him to be until he proves he's back back. Yeah, uh, that's that's all you can really ask him to be is the ultimate poacher, and I mean that's not really conducive to 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 the you know to 2017 2018. But I mean, I I. I I'm willing to see it. I mean, what what do you got to lose right now, right? Yeah, I would love to see some experimentation, um, and I don't think the fans would would uh, get on Pineda for trying something. No. But he he strikes me as a fairly, like you said, conservative guy. I mean, he likes to stick with kind of consistency in players, and we haven't seen any kind of crazy changes in tactics. So, but I mean, maybe maybe at this point he just throws it all in, puts it all puts it all on black. Do you think I look? We haven't talked to you in I want to say like what a month, maybe a probably few, yeah, a few weeks something <laughs> like that. But I'm wondering. I'll, there's a lot of conversation about um, uh, basically Pineda being out. Maybe not out, but there's rumblings of that kind of talk happening. Maybe not specifically, you know, with the hashtags and everything like that. But you're starting to see the fan base a little more distressed at some of the decisions that Pineda has made. You know, the fact that he's not starting Gondino, the fact that uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of another good example, whether it was Joseph not starting or, um, or Almada not starting. Uh, you're starting to see a lot of this, like what's going on? Like why, why you're, you're seeing a lot of questions being asked about whether Pineda is essentially the, the right guy for the job. And I wanted to get your thoughts on, on that specifically. Yeah, totally. And and you can see it even with the media. I mean, you have um, tough questions coming. You know, why isn't Almada in there? Um, you're, you know, I think there was a lot of uh, um, goodwill at the beginning of the season because he comes from the Schmetzer tree. Uh, but now at this point in the season, you're kind of saying, well, 
why isn't Almada in there? Is there some ulterior motive? Did he do something in the locker room? Is he is he one of those guys maybe that Joseph was talking about? And you're starting to question decisions like that. Plus, like you said, Gudinho. And you start to wonder, is he making the right decisions? I will say, I think most of the negativity is being directed at Boca Negra. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, for sure. And But some of that, you're right. I think in, in recent games, especially when the lineups come out, is it's it's like, wait a second, you know. We got to try to win this. What is going on? What do you? What's with his lineup? And and I think, you know, outside of the Twitterverse, you know, the media is starting to question it. You start to get a sense talking to your friends who are fans of the team, like questioning decisions Pineda's making. Um, so I think he's still in a pretty good place. I think, uh, like I said, I think a lot of the heat's on Boca Negra, uh, just because you know spending all that money bringing all these pieces in, and we're still. Um, you know, struggling a bit. And plus, I think Pineda gets a pass in a lot of ways because the injury bug has been absurd. Uh, I agree. So yeah, if you, yeah. Like, if you had Ozzy Alonso, I mean, if, for the minute he got injured, I feel like our season's been different. And you had, you know, Ozzy and Gutman, for me, were the biggest losses of the season. Um, those guys, when we, we they were in the lineup at the beginning of the year, I, I felt like we were a different team. Um. But ever since, it's just been downhill. You know, players in and out. Uh, you know, having to bring in new guys to replace the injured guys. I mean, yeah. it's just not been a ideal situation for a coach. So, I wouldn't say that it's it's Pineda out. I think it's people are beginning to be Pineda anti Pineda curious. <laughs> anti Pineda <laughs> like, curious. Like maybe maybe he's not <laughs> like the Seattle Sounders off the tree of of great coaching that we thought he was, but. I think people are still wanting to give him a shot. You know, let's I want to see say, once everyone's healthy. Let's see how he can do. Yeah, I want to say that he was uh, he was kind of tattered as like he's the best assistant in MLS right now. That's like ready to take the next step to being a head coach. And I yeah, I, absolutely. I, I, I loved. I still love the idea of sticking with someone that knows MLS, that knows the league, that that you know that is comfortable here. Um, I'm with you. I look. I think he's here for a good a good few years just because I, unless it just drops off the map next year. Like I'm talking about like beyond bad next year. I think he's here for a, a good, a good bit just because at some point you got to stick with someone. You can't just play this revolving door right. of, and, and, of coaches because then you're never, you're never going to get consistency. You're never going to you know find any kind of identity. You, you know, these players are going to get so annoyed. Uh, they got to get used to a new coach and new, a new training staff every two years or whatever. At some point you just got to stick with what you got. Uh, and I don't think I don't think of all the things that I think have gone wrong this year. Most of it had I think had been on it, when it comes to player acquisition, that and injury, yeah, which no one can control. Injuries and player I, acquisition. Well, yeah. people say no one can control. I think you can control some of it, but I don't have enough information. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we can go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> no, again. no, no. Let's not. <laughs> but I, I think but, uh, yeah, most, of like, it, most it, of it falls totally. to the feet. Most of it falls to the feet of, of of Carlos in terms of bringing in Almada, who who is already being essentially called out by Joseph. You wonder about Araujo with that same mindset. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know whether whether they fit the system or not. Whether they've got the desire to play. The the funny thing is that the guys that they brought in to replace, say, the injured players. Uh, they've been the ones that I've been more confident about in terms of, okay, if we're going to win, it's going to be off the backs of these guys, the Adam McFadden. Yeah. They didn't really bring in Caleb Wiley, but you know what I mean? Caleb Wiley. Parada. Uh, yeah. Parada. Um, whereas uh, Alan Franco was, Dootman, you Dootman. know, brought in by Carlos last year, you know, I mean, and, and he's just kind of been almost a disaster considering, you know, but even like, even like, even like, even, even Cisneros, I already mentioned, I already mentioned the players that I feel like are, are, are playing like they have something to prove it, but those players, the players I'm like, oh, if we're going to win, it's going to be off their backs. And it, it's going to be off their backs in the sense that they're going to help us get there. And then the final touches are going to be, the glory is going to be to, to, to Araujo, Almada, Joseph, Cisneros, Dom, uh, because they're going to get them into a position to, to, to actually put the ball in the back of the net. But yeah, by themselves, by themselves, Almada, Araujo, Joseph, Dom, Cisner, they're not going to do it. I, Dom, sorry, Dom, Dom I, probably, I shouldn't put in that category because one, he's not getting a ton of playing time. Uh, right. And he's obviously he obviously has that fire to play with Atlanta United. Like he has there's no it's funny to watch Dom and, and Joseph in the so locker nice. room. They they, <laughs> they clearly get along. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, they're the same, you know, the same breed of, of you know, guy who is, you know, in, insane finisher, hunger. hungry, and, you know, could get it, maybe go off the boil a bit at any time. You know, he's like that. He's like uh, Mo Gibson, Lethal Weapon, like, you know, probably, you know, a good cop, but he's kind of crazy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and going back to the point about Pineda, you know, I don't think he's going to be let go this year or next year unless something at the level of DeBoer, Heinze, in terms of like player revolt. And you, you haven't seen those stories come out. Maybe it's because Felipe is doing, you know, not <laughs> digging in quite as much, but you don't see the um, kind of locker room uh, rebellion going on quite yet. So I, I think he's he's still got the players to a certain extent, whether the uh, passion is there for the club or in the city. I, I don't know for some of these guys, but I don't think anyone's really coming out as like Pineda is not a good manager. Um you know, I'm not getting that sense, and he, I don't get the sense that he's treating players badly. And you know, he's there are some who who might um, maybe Almada. You know, he's frustrated; he might get not get a starting role. But um, besides that, I, you know, I, I think his relationship with the players seems to be solid. So I think no matter what happens this season, they'll give him a chance next year, see how we do with the uh, the injuries coming back, and like if it turns into disasterville again, who knows? But. Look, Geppetto ha- on Twitter has has I think the best Geppetto the best uh, answer to how to fix the season. And it's just it's wider goals, wider goals. We need ex- wider goals. We need to extend. Not taller. No, no, no wider. wider, wider, specifically wider. So we'll see. Well, because wider wouldn't hurt us as much because Rocco's so so short. You don't want to don't want to make the goal taller. No, so. not taller, but we'll see. Uh, well, you know, speaking of uh, the whole XG thing, you know, I just going back to like, creating chances. I, Sam like had a weird point in his uh, in one of his columns that was like, you know, statistically, most of the time XG kind of correlates to doing well over a season, but MLS is not doing that this season, and I, and I thought that was pretty interesting in terms uh, because of, uh, those stats are bullshit. I know, but even more bullshit this year in mls you know because it's it's like none of that stuff really matters and and even though we're creating xg and chances and all that um, i love that we want to play you know money, i don't think we're going to turn it around in money ball when it comes XG. to i think we're creating the chances we need and we, we want to do the saber metrics thing in mls and, and in soccer in general but i'm sorry just i, I don't so two different things it definitely doesn't work in the chaos of mls i think we're learning that it doesn't work um, anywhere so they, what? Like, what's the? Never mind. We're not gonna get that. Go down. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> but I agree with Geppetto. Uh, let's widen those wider goals. goals. Wider See goals. if anyone notices. Yeah. If we're playing at home, who's gonna check? <sighs> what's the penalty for something like that? You think? I don't know. It's, it and feels then, like something then, Arthur Blank would have done a few years ago, like piping in crowd noise. Yeah, but well, I don't I, think he's gonna do it anymore. <laughs> I mean, like, for, from an engineering feat, how do you do that without getting caught? Like do you well, put, you like... widen the you widen the lines a little bit. You move some seats out. You widen everything. Okay. Just a little bit. Well, you think you think you put like an actual, like a retractable mechanism in the in like the, uh, on the posts, in the crossbar, so that it extends out just a little bit. I further. like it. That way, you know, halftime, you know, you just casually, nonchalantly, like get them to shrink a little bit, and then you do the other goal so that Atlanta's always got the advantage. I like where your head's at. That's it, right? I mean, finding look, any advantage we can. I, you got money because we need it. Go find some engineers to make it happen. We got goal. We got goal. We got goal goal, pa- goal post cam now. I mean, come on, we can make anything happen. <laughs> Have you seen this? This uh, this I've been. I'm so excited for this because it's gonna kill the the offside argument for for forever. But have you seen this AI offside technology thing? Yeah. Using? Very excited. The automatic like instantly tells you whether they're offside. I'm or not, so excited you know? to see. So excited to see how it plays out. People are gonna lose their minds. Oh, oh, I, I can still, just see Joe I'm still Patrick waiting. Right now. Look, I'm still waiting. <laughs> Blown his gasket. I'm still waiting for the 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 decision to be made that to, that officials wear microphones like they do in rugby. I'm waiting for that day because I, I I feel like there needs to be more explanation for certain things. They need to be held more accountable, especially with an MLS with pro. They need to, I don't complain about refs ever, and even pro refs. Like, look, they're not great. But, but I don't care. They're not winning or losing games for any any team, uh, generally speaking. I think they need more accountability in terms of what what how are they refereeing these matches? Because some of the, some there are occasions where I'm like, all right, well, 
that seems kind of random or that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't you know mesh with the, the rest of the way you've been calling this match and so that accountability of having a microphone so that everyone hears what you're saying everyone can then judge you based off what you're saying uh i think would be massive but i mean we <laughs> you can't even get a press conference with these guys so I know. I don't think it's They're happening. writing <laughs> notes back and forth with the media <laughs> yeah. at this point. Like Doug's I like, wish, I like wish submit everyone, this note. I wish everyone could see what that process is like because it's it's it's, it's stupid. It is stupid. But and then they come back with a response. We think it was a foul. Like, okay, <laughs> they tell you absolutely nothing. They tell you absolutely nothing. No, I 100 percent agree. I would love and I you know I if you have you ever seen played, there's constant talking between the players and the ref. Yeah, have you seen and some you, of these... and the refs. These these officials or these uh mat, these are uh, rugby matches with the official where the officials are talking yeah. to it's amazing and I'm like that great. you get a better sense. No one complains. Oh, I don't watch enough rugby, but I don't think anyone complains about refereeing in rugby as nearly as much as we complain about refereeing in in, in soccer. So clearly yeah, and, something and is going right. In real life, the referee's constantly saying, you know, I'm calling, I'm not calling it tight, you know, and he's giving. You know, example is he's trying to show you how he's consistent and explaining to the players like what his decision process was. And I would love to hear that. Love it. Uh, but I don't see, I mean, like you said, that the transparency is, is next to, to zero right now. It just up it a little bit. Maybe, you know, do, uh, you know, not a Q&A, but just something with the referees at, at halftime or something like that. Uh, anything to get what, what their decision making is, especially when it comes to VAR and these kind of crazy uh, decisions that look like they're going against every, uh, m you know, tiny bit of human rationality. You got to have something, something there to grasp onto. Cool. All right, let's wrap it up. Any final thoughts? All right, man, we're getting the win this weekend. That's, that's, that's the optimism me. I want to hear. That's the weekend. optimism I want to hear. Let me play some of these cool little. Say, say it again. Say it again. What's your final thought? Uh, we're getting the win this 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 weekend. We're doing it. We're beating Seattle, everybody. And when we don't get the win, yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to skip out another month on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Sorry, I stepped on the trumpet. This is trombone. this is not a regular thing. This is just happens to be some uh, some new toys we're testing. All right, uh, that does it for us. Until next time, see you later, Atlanta. All right, bye.